This is the Sassy Optimist for podcast number two, January 2nd, 2019. So, wow, I've made it two days. Not that I'm going to do this every day. I'm just going to do it when I feel like I have something to add value to maybe people's lives or a person that I run across that I want to either share their story or maybe even interview them. So, but obviously January 2nd, um, a lot of people do New Year's resolutions and obviously I shared mine, which is to do this podcast. So I did it yesterday for the first time and it made me really think about goal setting. I teach goal setting a lot with the job that I do uh, with the company that I work for. And, you know, it's it's never easy. And I was just kind of looking at some different things. They say on average, only eight percent of people achieve the goal that they set for the new year's resolution only eight percent and you always hear a new year a new you and I really don't think that that's always necessary and that's a lot of times what's overwhelming I think we just need to look at a new year and improve you uh, following something that's important to you Um, the other day I was going through our storage looking for some different things and I ran across a couple journals that I had started um, a number of years ago, one of them was um, my daughter Amanda was only in fifth grade. And it was really kind of sad, some of the things that I put in there. And then there was one from a few years later. But um, number one, the biggest thing that I consistently talked about is wanting to do missions work. I have had that in my heart, gosh, it's first, as long as I can remember. And here I'm 52 years old and I still haven't done missions work. So you know, it's a goal that I've had for the majority of my adult life. And so I think the missing thing is I just haven't put the steps together. And that's really what happens with all of us and the goals that we set. And, it, you know, it's really, you know, they, they always say, well, it's the thought that counts. Um, well, it has to be more than a thought. And also to kind of a sidebar, but this is how my brain works. When somebody gives you a gift that you really don't like and somebody, they'll say back to them like, well, it was a thought that counts. And I always feel like saying sarcastically back to them, well, if you really thought about it, you would want to get to know me and get to know something that I would like, that typically a person just buys something quickly and easy for them. Um, Nothing wrong with gift cards. I buy them all the time if you're not quite sure, but try to do your best to find out what's important to that person and personalize a gift if it's really supposed to be a thoughtful gift. Anyway, that was my little sidebar um, off-road thing there. But as far as goal setting... It has to be more than just a thought. We have to put thoughts into actions. Um, a gal that I work with by the name of Courtney, um, I don't want to share last names. I don't know why. Not that this is really going to go nationwide, but um, Courtney is a VP of the department I work for, and she has always said, you know, don't skip rocks. Um, you want some kerplunks. You want to go deeper. And I've I've used that saying a lot in a lot of different areas. But when I think about goal setting, a lot of times I know for myself, I will do a lot of rock skipping. Um, I will set goals or do or say things that will be easy to achieve. And there's nothing wrong with having easy goals, easy goals, can't even talk. But you know, a lot of times I find for myself, I set goals that are surface goals. And what I mean by that, they're not necessarily something I want. I'm doing it because I'm trying to please other or have a certain appearance or Um, you know, just have that certain image and looking at social media and all of us, everything is so surface. A lot of times it's very, very plastic. Um, There was, um, it was kind of a cartoon entry on Facebook, I believe, where it had these cats. Don't, don't quote me on this in case you saw this, but where it said um, on social media and they were like hugging and then, and then it showed a picture off social media and they were like fighting. So 
you know, and then, and I've done that too. I, I always jokingly say, you know, gosh, when I, when I hold up my phone to take a picture, or if I'm doing a video conference call, I set it up to make myself look the best. I have the camera at the right angle coming down towards me, not looking up towards me. I have light coming towards my face. Um, I mean, if you were to see a picture of me right now with where my phone is at, you would get an, um, an angle of me leaning over my dryer because I'm in my laundry room because my husband's watching TV and my mother-in-law's downstairs watching TV and it was a quiet place I could come to. Um, I don't, I mean, I have some makeup on because I pretty much put makeup on every day. Um, just not the most flattering picture. So, but you know what, if I wanted you to see me, I would actually, you know, do my hair and I'd make sure I had the proper lighting. Um, I love quotes and there's a couple people, Simon Sinek, hopefully I'm saying his name correctly. Um, one that I have just posted with a group that I work with for WorkWise. It's a retail focus group and, and it's about goal setting. It says, it doesn't matter when we start. It doesn't matter where we start. All that matters is that we start. And i am kind of got to remind me that it's just start one step at a time. And if I don't do it well, things don't turn out the way I want to, that's okay. Um, and then another one is, that's actually on my desktop of my laptop, it says, life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. Um, I do think it's a combination of both, personally. You know, I do think that when I when I mean finding myself, I mean as far as truly what what gifts did God create me to have and how can I best use those to share people. A lot of times, most of us work so hard on the things that we're not good at, which is important to, to fine-tune those because then they can strengthen our natural gifts and talents. So, for example, growing up, um, I was extremely shy. I was, I am still an introvert. Um, I obviously love to talk now. I, I stand in front of people all the time. I present, but it's definitely not something I was born with. But what I was born with was a passion and desire to help people. I was born with a good speaking voice. Um, I, and I've also worked um, hard on that. I took swing, singing lessons growing up. I love to sing. So I know that's helped me with my voice. So um, I worked on my stage presence. So I worked on the areas that I wasn't strong in to, to add to the value of my natural gifts and talents of my passion and desire to help people and want them to grow. So that's, that's kind of an example that I think about when I talk about, but not focusing on just my weaknesses. Um, John Maxwell talks about that a lot, and I'm obsessed with John Maxwell. He talks about really working on your strengths and not your weakness. Um, one thing too is I can't remember where I heard this, but it is you know we love to hear good news about our bad habits, um, and that's so so true. Um, you know we we love to find excuses or we can justify anything, especially with the power of the internet. I can find a reason to continue to do something or not do something. And so I my first thought was all the years that I smoked. I started when I was 18 years old in cosmetology school. I always tell the young stylist back then, everybody smoked. Um, I was one of the few non-smokers and unfortunately I picked up that first cigarette and then it became an addiction. Obviously I could read the side of the cigarettes. I knew that they were bad for me. I hated the way I smelt. I hid it. I was embarrassed by it, but I justified it because it was something that I was in control of. I the, the, the process of inhaling and exhaling was relaxing. It was something that I felt like, you can't tell me what to do. This isn't harming anybody else. You know, for the most part, I did it in secret. But, you know, I was turning 40 and my daughter was turning 13. And I realized I did not want to be a hypocrite because that is a character trait that I can't, uh, I can't stand. <laughs> 
is people who are hypocrites. And so I refuse to be one. And so that was my tipping point to um, make me quit because my love and my passion for my daughter and not wanting her to pick up this horrible habit outweighed all the excuses that I was making. So, you know, anyway, hey, oh my goodness sakes, I'm past eight minutes, but I always want these to be fairly short because I'm hoping they're like little snacks or appetizers and not a full course meal, but I may have some full course meals if I find a really interesting person to talk to. Anyway, take care, everybody. Have a great evening and thank you so much for listening to the Sassy Optimist.